Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ruby Frankie was known by millions as a very tough mom. That's exactly the way she wanted it. The social media star amassed a huge following of supporters and detractors alike, preaching the values of strict discipline. But you'll learn in a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus how the small empire built by this momfluencer crumbled the moment her 12-year-old son escaped their home and called 911. Wondery and Law and & Crime bring you the new podcast, The Rise and Fall of Ruby Frankie, which explores the allegations of starvation, torture, and emotional abuse leveled against Frankie and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt. Learn about the family's path to stardom, the depravity investigators uncovered inside the home, and hear in-depth analysis of the ongoing criminal trial. Listen to The Rise and Fall of Ruby Frankie exclusively and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. I have lost everything. I see nothing ahead of me but blackness and sadness. Philip Schofield says he's lost everything. The now former This Morning Star has found himself the centre of a media feeding frenzy. There's a, a lot of a lot of things that I think are said out of hatred for me, but it continues and it is relentless and it is day after day after day after day. It's after he admitted a relationship with a runner on the show. A young man who was just 15 when he met Schofield. We became mates and then one day something happened that just changed it. Schofield says the extramarital affair was unwise but not illegal. It may have been consensual, may have been fully legal but I shouldn't have allowed it to happen. Many, including co-host Holly Willoughby, have now reportedly cut ties with him. And one person, Belfast-born bruiser Eamon Holmes, has come out all guns blazing for his former colleague and rival. Some people find Philip Schofield the nicest person in the whole world. I personally didn't. He is the chief narcissist. He is a complete and utter dyed-in-the-wool narcissist. Everything is about him. He's either deluded or he's lying, and he has admitted he tells lies, and he tells a lot of lies. Belfast Telegraph Features Editor Anya Toner joins me to discuss this story, which has rocked Philip Schofield this morning, and even ITV itself. Anya Toner, Features Editor with the Belfast Telegraph, welcome to the studio. Thanks very much, Karen. Haven't seen you in a while. I know, lovely to be back. Anya, Philip Schofield... Eamon Holmes and everyone involved in this saga. In a sense, it seems quite a simple thing, but I have a plethora of notes in front of me here. I don't know where to start with this. So it, let's start with the latest twist, I think. Uh, well, Philip gave an interview in which he has said that he has lost everything. Um, thanks to what's happened over the last two weeks. And it certainly feels a little bit like uh, a soap opera, doesn't it? Uh, that 
we couldn't have predicted what was happening since the <clears throat> since the middle of May until, until now. The, uh, the former for This Morning presenter has said that all the revelations have been relentless and he's urged the media to leave uh, his former lover alone now. Uh, what came across in, in the interview certainly is a man who is having to deal with the consequences of all the fallout for the last two weeks and, and, and prior to that as well. And the facts are what we do know. I mean, he has said he, he has categorically denied grooming a former This Morning colleague. That's fact. He has said their affair was unforgivable. Philip uh, Philip Schofield w- was married. Yes, for uh, a long time. To, to his wife. I mean, we all remember he came out as, as gay. He confirmed that he met this younger man when that person was 15, a boy, but said their interactions until this person was an adult were just about career advice. And... Philip Schofield has said the first time he's had any he had any kind of sexual contact with this uh, with his former lover was not until this person was in their twenties and working on the ITV morning show, and that I suppose is both the nub of the story, but merely the beginning of of what seems like a saga and a huge story now. It it absolutely is, and I I think it's probably larger than anybody could have predicted. As well, um, this is a, a titan of broadcasting, if we if we want to th- put it in that way. You know, Philip Schofield has been on our TV screens for forty years, starting in you know children's television, working his way up. He's been on numerous game shows. He's presented this morning for, you know, since almost twenty years, I think. And to have somebody who is probably held in very high esteem, certainly by the the watchers of this morning to suddenly have not only his career fall apart, his personal life certainly in jeopardy, and then to have his the removal of his agency and of any kind of collaborations and endorsements and what have you. It just feels like a whole life has just been decimated within you know a couple of months. I have lost everything. I see nothing ahead of me but blackness and sadness. Now, some people might say, oh, why are they talking about this? You know what I mean? This is, this is celebrity culture, whatever. But daytime TV is important for many people. You know, like it or not, this is a part of people's lives. And I think we've, we've had a discussion on our, on, on our walk towards the studio here about the role of the kind of person who presents daytime TV they are held to a very high standard, aren't they? Very much so. And daytime TV, like you said, is is massively important for people. It it for people maybe who, for whatever reason, can't leave their home. It, it brings a world into their home that they, they maybe would not see otherwise. It shines a light on a lot of topics. You know, just initially the presenters aside, just for briefly that shows like that are really important for validating people's lives, for making them feel better about themselves, for acting, causing them to do things to entertain them. That's the that's the purpose of a show like that. But from a presenting point of view, it's it's so important that you get the right presenter in terms of chemistry, in terms of how they put are able to put across how they and the 
what they're what they're saying, how they move, how they can sort of seamlessly move from something that's maybe a bit more serious topic to something that's a bit more lighthearted or and entertaining as well, and not make it look so jarring. Um, there's a, a fluidity that you need, I think, when it comes to daytime TV, and you need to be able to handle everything that it throws at you because live TV is dangerous. We we all know that things can happen that you don't expect. Um, but that presenter has to feel in control, and the viewer who is watching has to feel that this this presenter is in control. Well, there's another presenter, uh, intimately now connected with with this story. He was born very very close to where we are sitting uh, in the New Lodge area of Belfast and that is Eamon Holmes and he is now embroiled in this story to the extent that he is as much part of the story as Philip Schofield. He is the primary witness. He is the chief narcissist. He is a complete and uttered dyed-in-the-wool narcissist. Everything is about him. Why were there no changes? Why was there no retribution? Because of the management around them, the people who tolerated these things that went on. And when there was talk of um, Philip having a relationship with a young man, that young man was, in inverted commas, promoted. It's a, it's a total cover-up. It's a total cover-up. Um, those in authority had to know, they had to know what was going on, and they thought they would dodge a bullet with this, which they, which they do, and they do constantly. This nonsense that he wrote today about toxicity, mm. about it's the happy place and whatever. Holy God, what planet does this man live on? Mm. He created an atmosphere where people hated him. The people would, would avoid him in the corridor. He didn't look at anybody, didn't know anybody's name. This is legendary within the production team. Yes, it is. It's almost like a clash of the titans in a sense, isn't it? It's a, it's a strange thing. You would never have predicted this coming up. But yes, Eamon is in the middle of it. Um, he has been vocal in terms of his criticism towards um, both Philip as a presenter, um, but also ITV as a whole and the show in terms of the toxicity that he alleges um, it has occurred there. Yeah, he, he he's alleging a toxic wor- workplace. He is alleging that Philip Schofield is a narcissist, which in all fairness, I wouldn't be surprised in terms of TV presenters, but, you know, don't sue me. And that he didn't know people's names and that people avoided him. You know, he he, he, he really seems to, you described it as a clash of the titans. I would say one of those titans is down and the other one is jumping up and down on top of him. To be honest, at this stage... This is a saga. This is an, an ongoing saga between Philip Schofield and Eamon Holmes. Completely. I mean, it, it, it's, they've always, up until recent years, they've had a, a pretty much a, a professional relationship in terms of working together. Um, and, uh, you know, Eamon and his wife Ruth started on This Morning in 2006. But things, you know, they worked on a, on a Friday show Phil and Holly did the, the thir- Monday to Thursday and that's fine. They kind of kept their distance, I, I guess. Um, it wasn't until 2019 when uh, Philip cut off Ruth um, mid-link whenever he was handing over to a preview of what this woman were going to say. There's been a lot of talk about that. And Emmerdale, Twisted Teacher Maya, that's actress Louisa Klein, will be here talking about... Guys, we're going to have to jump in ending. there and stop you, I'm afraid, because we're a bit tight for time at this end. So thank you, Ruth, and we'll catch you guys a little bit later. Thank you very worry. much. Thank you. Right, uh, Mamma Mia performing in just a moment. So there's a little bit of tension there as well. Um, and then, of course, when Eamon and Ruth were moved from their regular Friday slot to just doing this morning's coverage on bank holidays, holidays, that kind of thing, which eventually saw the 
the two of them leave in November 2021. Um, and in the middle of this, you know, although there may have been tension and it, it may have been behind the scenes, we do have the story of, of Philip coming on air live to talk about his sexuality um, in February 2020. And I'm sure anybody who's listening who watched that show will remember Eamon and Ruth sitting on the sofa with him, hugging him, embracing him, telling him that they're there to support him and that he did, you know, he was doing a great thing for other people as well as for himself. So you almost think that they put their, any personal differences aside for that moment. But then it wasn't long before the tension kind of erupted again and, and publicly as well. Because Eamon Holmes now says he was lied to and he and Ruth were lied to about Philip Schofield's coming out and they now say they're embarrassed and ashamed that they took part in that, in that on-TV spectacle. We were lied to and Ruth and I to this day are embarrassed mm. and ashamed when we see those pictures, when we see the toils that some people who are tortured by their sexuality have to go through mm. and this man, was this a cover-up for something else so they really feel they really feel like well they were set up there it and and you know they're big words to use as well but it's, i think it's an interesting turn you know that he's been so vocal in the last week or so given his interviews that uh, about exactly what was going on behind the scenes and uh, and not being scared to kind of speak to philip directly during the camera lens to be like you know you picked the wrong person to to kind of mess miss as well. It is fight and talk. There's no doubt about that. Eamon Holmes now works with GB News and he gave an interview to GB News' Dan Wooten. <laughs> I have to say that he's very passionate. He's very angry. And in my opinion, he was bitter in that interview. That's myself mm-hmm. watching it. That's what I felt. I'm sure that Eamon would say, no, he's not. I'm absolutely sure he would say that. But that's how it felt to me. And he, he did allege in that interview that Philip Schofield created a toxic work environment. He called him a narcissist, we've, we've mentioned already. He also has alleged that Holly and Phil's explanation for not queuing at the Queen's line estate was a lie. And, and Philip Schofield in his interview did say that there are things that you do not screw with and that is the queue and the Queen. Um, there, there was a a whole issue around the, the, the Queen, the, the late Queen line, the line in the state. Um, and I think that it it wasn't just Eamon who was upset with that. You know, there was a lot of kind of very negative public feeling around the kind of whether or not uh, Philip and Holly should have done that in the first place, whether or not they should have just stood in line and waited their turn or whether or not they were allowed to kind of jump the queue, essentially. Um, and Holly Willoughby, who is, who was... Philip Schofield's co-presenter and best friend and best friend is that do you think they really were best friends I do I I, I really I get the feeling that they shared a lot in common they went on holiday together um, their their partners were, were friends with each other they like like Phil Holly had grown up in front of the TV in a sense you know she started out in children's TV she had been a, a model in when she was in her late teens so she understands what it's like to grow up in the spotlight, essentially, so does, so does he. So I think that there was a lot of similarities that they shared. Um, but I, I felt that they were, I thought that there was a real closeness there. Um, but in the last couple of months, it, it has definitely been a, a, a Freuder. Has a, uh, and Eamon's going, Eamon's given Holly Willoughby both barrels and he's saying she should not be allowed to continue to present uh, this morning. You know, it does seem to, to be, this is, this is one of these cases, who knew what? 
And when. And when. And what did they do about it? I mean, some people are asking for a whole investigation here. I think an independent investigation would be one way of at least putting some sort of closure on this very strange last couple of weeks um, in show business. Heyman says his wife, Ruth Langsford, is still in touch with Philip Schofield's former lover. And he said, Ruth and I particularly looked after him. He never once talked to us about any relationship, but we knew he was in a bad way and he was in a bad way in, a, in terms of fragility. He was fragile. Um, those are those are big words. Those are words, I mean, which you, you have to kind of investigate. So they felt that there was something wrong. So that that would indicate that they felt that there was something uh, awry, but yet amiss. they didn't miss. But yet they don't they did, they don't they say they don't have the details of this. So this is all out in the open now. I think we have a right to question everybody's account of this, of course, completely. And also, there's this idea as well that um, broadcasters or journalists almost don't need to be held to account for anything that they've done because that's our job to help to hold others to account. Whereas I think this has shown. You know, the, the, listen, I, it touches on a lot of big themes. There's a whole area there about an imbalance of relationships, you know, the kind of idea of toxicity in a, in a workplace, on-screen partnerships, cover-ups. These are all big themes that if one of those things had happened on its own, it would be making front page news and headline news. But the fact that it's almost like a, like you said, like a saga has just really invested so many people much more, I think, than it had been one thing had been covered. Eamon has also uh, alleged that Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby presented this morning drunk after the National Television Awards. There, And he said there, that was either an act, an act, which then they shouldn't have done, or if they were drunk, then they shouldn't have been allowed. So we're going way, way back now and we're really getting stuck into the to, to the details. But that is that is quite bizarre. And he said, well, you know, it was a very false existence. I would have thought, well, a lot of TV's false, isn't it? I mean, it's a lot of it's artifice, isn't it? It's the, it's putting on a good show. I I think I'm sure a lot of, of people remember that actually that morning whenever he's sort of lying um, on her side and they're both looking a bit worse for wear as well. Oh, man. So, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're in a proper mess. I mean, um, really, I can only apologise for what's about to happen, but, but thank you so much for making this happen. It really does mean the absolute world. And we celebrated tell. on behalf of each and every one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it goes back to the fact that there's there has been tension between the two of them for a long time. And you might have kind of bit your tongue and said nothing, but now there's a kind of arena for it. People are willing to listen to it as well. We've said Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby were best friends. Holly seems to be distancing herself from Philip. One of the reasons that the press began to be interested in this story was rumours of tension between Holly and Philip. Is that genuine? Or is... Yes. So uh, he said that actually the relationship broke down more so around the fact that his brother was jailed for 12 years for sexually abusing a boy. Um, and you can understand why there would be tension in a friendship for that. Um, but I feel... Uh, I don't really, to be honest. I don't. I have to disagree with you. I don't. I mean, it's kind of, are you responsible in any way, shape or form for what one of your siblings do? I, I don't know. I understand that, that that was covered as in like Philip Schofield's brother. Can I understand that. And that's it, 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 and that would never be in the national papers or on the TV news if it wasn't for that. But still... 
of all the things that can be thrown in Philip Schofield's direction, can we can we really throw that at him too? I feel whether or not we should, it, it has been thrown at him. And I think that's the, that's what it comes down when something like this happens, when this supposed national treasure or somebody who is certainly on their way to becoming a national treasure is fallible. Basically, that's what happens. There is a, a, it's a horrible phrase, but it's a, it's a pylon, it's defined things. But um, I do, I do think that that, that, that um, what happened with his brother did sort of put some sort of tension on their relationship. Eamon Holmes is 63 years old. He's from North Belfast. He was born in the New Lodge Road, lived there till he was eight, then moved to the top of the Cliftonville Road. North Belfast, born and bred. He's not from a a particularly well-off uh, background. He always stresses his family background and his, I, I know he comes back to Belfast quite often. You've interviewed Eamon Holmes. A couple of times, yeah. He's very passionate about where he's from. He's really, both in speaking to him personally just about Belfast, but also in terms of his work, you know, he he mentioned to me uh, there was a section on GB News where they were filming from Belfast. They came back, and he was really happy. He was all smiley, and his co-presenter was said, "You know, why are you why are you so happy?" He's like, "Well, that's my home. That's that's where I'm from. That's part of who I am. It's my identity." Being from Belfast is just integral to who to who I am. I don't have to put it on. I don't have to talk about titty fars and soda bread and, and and pretend that I know that I am a Belfast man. I intrinsically know what that means. Um and. I think he's always trying to drive the Northern Ireland um, agenda in the sense that we're here and, you know, we matter in terms of the news output across the UK. So he's a very passionate Belfast supporter. You know, he he, he talks, he, in the, the times I've spoken to him, he's talked about coming back to Belfast at a later date and, you know, making it his real home, if that makes mm. sense. I just wonder, I mean... He's involved and he's certainly gotten the upper hand in this fight now. And I just wonder if he, he, he will walk away from it as cleanly as, as all of that. It's very hard to get into a fight in a gutter and, and, and walk away in a, in a clean suit. It, it is. And I think, again, that goes back to what we were talking about. It, it hinges on what happens next. It hinges on whether or not the young man who associated with Philip Schofield will make a statement, will talk about what happened and will either challenge or agree with the statements that have been made by him and, and other people as well. Um, but it's it's an interesting place to be. I, I don't think anybody comes out of it completely clean. You know where another interesting place to be? GB News. And GB News has been set up as um, an alternative, very different, uh, you know, I think Eamon Holmes has described it as news with views. It's much. It's a bit of Fox News in the UK. How did Eamon Holmes end up with GB News? Like I said before, he's had this really impressive career. So, you know, was obviously he started out locally. You know, he was a, a farming reporter. Um, he always wanted to be a broadcaster. He said that to me before that um, other people wanted to work for Nick newspapers and but he always wanted to be a broadcaster. He got the job um, as a farming uh, reporter. Then he ended up as anchor of Good Evening Ulster. Um, he was only 21. Was the youngest news anchor in in a regional news anchor at the time. And that's only the beginning of the 80s. Um, did a lot of work at home, moved to the UK, moved to the BBC in 1986, started GMTV um, in 1993, worked there for over a decade, went to Sky News, 
worked there for over a decade. And then that's when we saw him on This Morning. Um, and once he left This Morning, he agreed to go onto GB News um, with a breakfast show that he started a little over a year ago. Um, and at the time GB News launched, before he was even associated with it, he said that he really liked its clever mix of kind of punchy debate but with warmth and with fun and like you said it's news with yous his attitude was if it's matters if it matters to you then it matters to us so we'll report it um and again he wants to give a voice to the unheard that's what he said and, and obviously I've got I've said about his love of Belfast and he was he is very supportive in terms of trying to further that kind of agenda of Northern Ireland I think GB News would describe themselves as anti-woke others would describe the, the channel as right-wing I think I can happily describe Eamon Holmes as anti-woke. Could I describe him as right-wing and get away with it? I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's fair to say that. Certainly, I think one of the appeals of GB News was um, he, he tweeted prior to joining that he had a real, he has a great respect for TV news and obviously that's his bread and butter. Um, but the, the station is a reminder that news isn't just for Westminster and it's not just this kind of woke sort of agenda as well. So maybe it allies to what he, to some of his views, certainly. Um, it's certainly given him a platform to to probably be a lot more open than he would have been on something like a daytime morning show where I think you have to be very careful about how you approach things and, and in terms of what you say for, from a reader, from a viewer point of view. Dublin-born Craig Doyle. Heard of him? Yes. I just about have. He's the bookie's favourite to take over from from Philip Schofield. He didn't. He he presented, co-presented within the last two weeks and did a really good job of it. People were were praising him, being very very natural. But he he has a lot of broadcast experience. He would have done a lot of presenting and and maybe there's a, a certain thing of a new broom sweeps clean. I don't know. Do you know? Maybe they need somebody new who hasn't worked there in any great detail or for any great length of time. And to bring something different to it because you're you're going to need a different attitude to the show, I think, from now on. A new broom in the broom cupboard. On that note, on your toner features out of the Belfast Telegraph, thank you very much. This episode of The Bell Tell has been produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar. The sound design was by Graham Davidson. The clips you heard were from GB News, GMTV, ITV, the BBC and Sky News. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.